Hello. Hi, Mimi. Hey, Megan. Hey, gorgeous. How are you? Really good. Really good. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Since I put the post up yesterday on my Instagram about recording you, I've just had like a whole lot of butterflies in my tummy. Because, oh. oh, my gosh, because I've just been so excited. Um, and I'll explain why. But And then we chatted yesterday by text and you said to me, Laura's from Rewild Her sent my video through and I just cheekily put, okay, I'd love to see. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I'll send her. I'm not too sure about a few things, but here you go. And I quickly jumped into Yahoo and downloaded it. And I said to everyone, leave me alone. I'm watching a birth video. This is like the most epic moment. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Went into my room, watched it. And I was just beyond moved by how how beautiful it is. It's stunning. It's, it's beautiful, stunning. isn't it? She did yeah. such an incredible job. It is so it, beautiful. Yeah, it captured it captured just the feeling of the whole the whole thing so perfectly. So perfectly. Like the crystal, your crystals in your home at the beginning. I'm a total crystal fan. Um, your cat, the little Moses basket that your baby girl was going into. Um, the the love in the room with your team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, babe, I've, I've only watched it once because I keep crying every time I watch it. <laughs> no, I'll say that again. I watched it once because I wanted to watch it this morning before we recorded, but I just, I know I'm going to lose it. So what I... <laughs> yeah, I cry when I watch it too. Oh my God, it must just like, every cell in your body must just go nuts. So yeah, congratulations. It is the most stunning video. And then of course I popped it on my social media, how I felt about it. And I thought, yeah, I like to be pretty raw. In, uh, there's no smoking mirrors with me in my life. I say that to <laughs> most of my family members. <laughs> Warning. <laughs> yeah. We're going to tell it how it is. And also with my free info sessions on hypnobirthing and my groups, often I remind them that I will tell you how it is so that you can sit very comfortably in reality and what's going to happen for you so you're not fearful of the unknown because that's what birth can be a lot like right yeah feel of the unknown um so then laura messaged me late last night going oh my god thank you for the tags and she shared it on her instagram and then i think you did a few too thank you so much and Mm -hmm. i kept watching myself and other people saying this is amazing oh my god megan's so sweet you know i'm like i couldn't help but just lose it it was the most incredible birth video done by laura she's done some amazing ones for my couples but i, I truly feel like you're a little bit close to my heart because you know you are my my backup daughter and i taught you and chris and i got to know you guys a bit more and we've had lots of meetings and almost supported each other at birth but we were obviously available for our clients but it's been so amazing to have you there to know that if I need you you're there yeah really really amazing yeah definitely I'm gonna it definitely babes I'm just gonna do a little bit of what I call housekeeping so and then I'm gonna launch into you 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 and you okay sounds good (laughs) is um Lua with you yep she's just feeding at the moment she's probably she's halfway asleep so dreaming yeah 
boobs and dreaming how nice yeah she actually she started smiling at us this morning for the first time like when I was talking to her wow. it was like purposeful smiles and I was like ah. <gasps> melt yeah <laughs> did you get a little photo um not yet I, I tried but then she was she wasn't doing it anymore she wanted to feed so uh, I'll have to yeah I'll keep trying keep trying I'm sure you will all right so a little bit of housekeeping Welcome back, everybody. Um, this is podcast number 14, I think. <laughs> um, I'm Megan Amor. Um, massive amount of gratitude to everybody that messages me um, and comes to my classes as well and says, oh, my God, I'm loving your podcast. You guys make me want to share these stories more and more. Um, I feel like because I've got one birth left this year, so I'm on call for an amazing couple, uh, Misha and Javier. Um I've got my last hypnobirthing group tomorrow night and I've just finished my last free info session for the year. I think I've done 17 this year. Yeah, I think maybe 14. I have to look back on my records. So well, that was last Saturday and I had 100% attend booking and my next class, January the 7th, hypnobirthing group, has 10 couples in it. Holy freaking what the... I've taught seven, but there's ten. Oh my god, Mimi, you gotta bring the baby. Can you bring sure. the baby? <laughs> bring Lua and come and help me teach. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, actually, that's a yeah, good idea. happy to. <laughs> I'll hold Lua. You talk. To <laughs> Sounds good to me. Actually, I'm gonna get back to you on that. <laughs> so yeah, my clinic's been awesome. I'm doing three days a week this, um, up until the 20th of December. Um, I've initiated three mass, three uh, labors this week through massage. So one beautiful woman, um, second baby, actually initiated her first baby. She's two and a half now. And she had a couple leading up and she said, I think it's time. I really feel ready. Um, let's do the initiation massage. And I said to her, okay, I want you to send me a picture tomorrow of you holding your baby. So she did. That's awesome. That's amazing, right? I was blown away because she wasn't quite 40 but she's a really 40 weeks but she was like a day off so I don't normally initiate until 40 or plus you know 41 or something but she labors so fast and she was emotionally and mentally ready and I felt when I sat in my clinic with her that it was the right thing to do so we both went yep let's do it she had probably a four-hour labor because she does birth fast uh, anyway some women do do that um yeah, from the time she left my clinic to membranes breaking um, to Bub's crowning and having her boy, who she didn't know she was having a boy. She's already got a girl, so that was amazing. In her arms was probably four hours. Wow, that's quick. That's quick, right. I mean, having had just birth recently, Mammy, could you have done what you did in four hours? Oh, that would have been crazy. <laughs> yeah. Intense. Like, I've, I don't birth like that, but I've definitely worked with mums that do and I think it takes them a few weeks to actually come back into oh, their body. Oh, yeah, it would. It really does. Do, do you yeah. must know, what's the term, the medical term for a woman that births fast? Do you know that um, word? No, I, I really don't know. It's a long medical term, but you don't know it? Off no. The top of your head. I'm going to actually try and figure that one out. I have to Google it. Um, so she did that. She sent me a message of her um, like nine-pound baby and... She, she, the initiation um, worked just incredibly, and I was just completely mind blown, mind blown. So, then I've done another one um, yesterday. She's actually one day off forty weeks, 
No, I'll start again. One day off 42 weeks pregnant and she wants to birth down at Wollabar. Uh, so, yeah, so of course, as you know, they need to transfer you to Tweed if you go past 42. Yep. So she's just on that now, but the midwife's given her another day. So that's just beautiful. Mm, fingers crossed for her. Fingers crossed. Oh, my God, I'm praying that she's in late yeah. today. Um, and then another one yesterday as well. So that would be three. Um, another gorgeous woman who's taking a private midwife to Gold Coast University Hospital, which she's had, she had a long labour and a C-section for her first baby. Then she had a successful VBAC with second, and this is her third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't amazing? Women, I just love it when women take charge of their birth and their body and their whole experience, it just, which I feel you did, which is really amazing to me. So massive thank you to everyone. Um, I love all your messages on Instagram and Facebook and uh, beyond grateful. Um, it's a huge passion of mine to be able to empower and educate couples to have the best birthday ever no matter what that looks like because everyone's different right but unfortunately we're in a bit of a system where the one size fits all and our care providers can tend to treat us like a number and also uh you know unfortunately we felt we feel a little bit like it's all standardized practices standardized procedures maybe i don't want you to induce me if i'm 10 days post 40. maybe i don't want a vaginal exam i've heard all these stories where they're horrible i don't think i want you to break my waters it doesn't feel right so we need to be heard in the birth space. One in three women are experiencing birth trauma, and I think one in seven men are experiencing it. Mammy and Chris certainly didn't experience it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mum and me are completely the opposite. So coming from birth trauma myself with my first baby 23 years ago, yeah, it's definitely a passion and a mission of mine to prevent that in couples. And one of the biggest things I need to do is actually take responsibility for their, their experience. Mm. If you're going, yeah, if you're going to choose certain care providers and they're not in alignment with you, A, you need to get in alignment with yourself to know what you want for your birth. So that's education, mm-hmm. right? And then, yeah, and then you need to actually find that care provider that will support you in that space, that team. You had an amazing team. I can see that on your birth video, yeah. Mimi. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you about all that as well. And um, so welcome back, everybody. This is Mimi. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um. First and foremost, babes, thank you. And can you tell me a little bit about yourself? So tell us where you're from and how you got, I know you're not Australian, so um, how you got to live in Australia and how long you've been here. Yeah, um, so I am originally from the United States, from Arizona, um, a little town called Sedona that's a big tourist destination because it's got beautiful, beautiful red sandstone mountains. Um, and it's yeah, it's like a big sort of energy vortex area where lots of um, there's lots of like yoga and new age people and um, yeah, lots of crystals and that kind of thing. So uh, I grew up a bit around that that sort of stuff. Although my parents are much more sort of matter of fact. They're, my dad's a dentist and my mum ran his business for years and years, and so they weren't into like the crystals and everything. But I feel like growing up in Sedona, you just kind of soak it all in. Um, And I um, ended up in Australia via my husband, Chris, because um, so I worked as an international adventure travel guide um, for a number of years. And I worked in Costa Rica and all over Southeast Asia. um, And he was working for the same company, but running 
or managing programs here in Australia. And we met through a mutual friend actually um, after like a really busy season of work. Uh, we, one of my friends invited me to Bali with him and, and a group of his friends that he'd been working with down here in Australia. Um, and I flew down from Thailand and um, ended up meeting my husband, Chris, in Bali. And we were only there together for like five days. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, uh, yeah, I guess you could say love at first sight. Like it just went really, really quickly. And then he came back to Australia and I had just plans to kind of travel around Asia for a few months, um, but didn't have anything booked or anything set in stone. And so he um he wrote me and he was like since you don't have you know since you're kind of open why don't you come down to Australia Mm -hmm. and we can see where this goes and so I flew down to Australia and um obviously things have worked out quite well (laughs) (laughs) how long have you been married? we um we've been married for two years a little over two years now um yeah and I've been in Australia full-time since um 2016 2016 oh that's a beautiful story thank you Mimi I love that so yeah much. I'm such a romantic I'm such a romantic my husband and I met at a party and we fell in love straight away beautiful yeah I we love did. love I and love love story I love love too we were we were <laughs> I swear babies mm-hmm. come from <laughs> we um it starts with a kiss so um we were together 17 years recently and I we woke up and on that anniversary and I gave him this really cool card and uh, we don't actually buy gifts for each other for our anniversaries. Mm-hmm. Um, we did in the beginning but we decided we'd give the gift of, you know, like consideration or time spent or an experience or God, even just love making. So I said to him, I gave him a kiss and I said, that was your fault. That's why I'm still here 17 years later. It's because I kissed <laughs> you. <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's my fault. And it goes, it's so yeah. Yeah, so he basically stayed the night. Before yeah, he left. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, thanks, babe. Arizona sounds yeah. Good. Oh, it's beautiful. It's I yeah, I love it. It's it's funny because I, I love the ocean and I love living here, but I also like so so much of my heart is in the desert. That yeah, it's wow. uh, it's funny. It's kind of split in half. Absolutely. Yeah, I can. I, I can't relate, but I know my husband. He's here and he loves the Gold Coast, but his family live in Adelaide and they're really close. So he's there at the moment. They're back tonight and he's been loving catching up with everyone that he went to school with, you know, but he's still got two lives. One here, one there, yep. you know. Yeah. Um, now, what does Chris do? Um, so Chris is, he works three days a week for his dad's um, aviation recruitment company. So helping pilots get jobs with um different airlines around the world and then um that's kind of like what he does to bring in a bit of money while um working on his passion project which is um an app called giggle that is it's a live music marketplace so it's basically um like airbnb or uber but for musicians so venues and music lovers can go on and book musicians for their parties or to play at their you know pub or restaurant or whatever and then it also has um, a live music uh gig guide so it's got the most comprehensive live music gig guide for the gold coast to byron at the moment Um, yes so it's searchable and awesome thank you yeah yeah it is i use it cool 
it's really, really cool. So check it out, everyone. I was going to ask you about Giggle. Such a great name too. So thanks yeah, for sharing thanks. that. That's yeah, really, and really it's cool. G-I-G-L. So. Yep, thank you. Perfect. G-I-G-L. Um, I did watch you go back <clears throat> overseas on Instagram for your was it your sister's wedding um no it was a friend a close friend yeah that a was friend. up in okay, alaska cool. alaska oh my god those photos were amazing yeah though. yeah it was yeah when you were fishing you were pregnant but you were you were still out yeah. fishing and on the boat yeah it was amazing yeah history? i um that was in the 20s i think i was maybe 23 ish around when i was there yeah yeah so good which leads me to my next question actually and i ask everybody this planned baby easy to conceive let's hear about that little journey i don't want to share if you like you can totally share how that cool yeah um (laughs) yeah definitely planned it's um we had actually so we tried for a little while because um i said that we've been married for two years which we have been but um but we when we first got married we just did like a tiny ceremony here on the beach in australia two years ago Um, and that was just kind of the legal side of it. And then last year in October, we, um, we did like a big celebration back in Arizona with 160, you know, family and friends from all around the world and everything. And so we actually started trying to conceive before that. Um, but we like took a break for a while because we kind of timed it out and we were like, oh, if we got, if I was, you know, going to be past first trimester, for the wedding then we figured it would be okay and I would be feeling okay and so we kind of tried for a little while but then it didn't happen and so then we waited till after the wedding but um Mm. when we did get pregnant I think in total we had kind of been trying for six cycles um yes even though there was a break in there and oh my gosh thank goodness I actually didn't get pregnant when we were trying before the wedding because I ended up being really really sick for the first like 17 weeks and I would yeah I like wouldn't have been able to to go home and we went to Europe before our wedding and stuff for a different friend's wedding and um yeah just I wouldn't have been able to travel because I I couldn't be vertical I had to be lying down like the whole time or I was throwing up so yeah I mean that was a little (laughs) bit of divine intervention I think so um so that was good but yeah so it was about six cycles and I would say that it was like definitely a conscious conception and we already had um our name picked out for a girl and we we wanted a girl first and so we were actually sort of like actively (laughs) calling Lua we were saying Lua we're ready for you um like you can come now oh my gosh that's amazing yeah so so it was definitely a conscious conception and um yes I think yeah I I'm not sure how much it had to do with it but I would give a little uh bit of advice which is that we actually used um like my menstrual cup for the Uh month that we conceived I was putting that in after we would have sex to like hold yes to hold the semen and then I I mean that's the first month that we did it and that we used that and we did conceive that month and so um Oh my goodness, that's incredible. I yeah, so I that. mean, I think like it makes sense. It just holds it up idea. there a lot longer. Yeah. It's better than doing a headstand yeah, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Thank you for that tip, everyone. If you're using a menstrual cup, which I think is a wonderful way to go for many reasons, um, yeah, 
do that. Good job, babe. So can I just ask you again, where's Chris from? Um, he's from Australia, but he from the Gold Coast, yeah. but he grew up um, partly in Alaska as well. Oh, right. Good, good, good. Okay, good. So um, I remember seeing on your Instagram a little bit ago that there was – was there any – struggle conceiving or were you putting out there that you wanted to or that you weren't falling and you were concerned I think more yeah I mean because it was six cycles I think that you do like I did start getting in my head a little bit about like oh is it going to happen is there anything that's stopping it like um yeah and I know that that's a totally normal amount of time but I think I was just kind of sharing those like questions that come up around that and Mm. is there an issue like do I need to worry at all and just kind of the unknown of all of it um yes 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 because other women and maybe other women around you were falling yeah yep that's good darling well it was nice to read all that on your instagram yeah she's making little sounds oh my gosh listen to her yeah oh hey baby girl um and let's tell everyone what you do because I've rambled on about what you did on my social media but how did you become a doula um it's so funny when people ask me that because I actually don't remember what initially prompted like my interest in birth or got me Mm. yeah like what what built up my wanting to do this I feel almost like it's Mm. just been this divine thing where I just have followed my heart into it but I don't remember like a specific catalyst sure. um yes but I I had been actually thinking about doing midwifery but when I moved to Australia I um would still and now like back then and now would still be on international student fees which is really really high in order to study um and so I decided initially to do my doula training to sort of get into birth work and and just be in the, you know, working in the area before, like as early as possible and get some experience. And then once I did my doula training and everything, and now that I've, you know, been sort of in the area for a few years, um, I've realized that I think that I that doulaying is where I want to stay and actually not do midwifery. So it's pretty lucky that, um, that that's where I started out. Yeah. So do you know how many births you've roughly attended or how many you've attended? Supported? Yeah. I, so I haven't, um, like really dove into like, I've had a lot of different things that sort of came up that I wasn't, didn't have the space to fully start like, really promoting my services hard and go hard and so I've I've um I've supported I think four births and I've photographed like three more um yeah 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 so that as well is what you do so you're you were a photographer before being a doula is that yeah photography I've been sort of taking photos for um a number of years but got into it more professionally I would say right around the time that I um started doing like I started doing it more professionally and then I just yeah I thought that it just you know married together so well sure did yeah (laughs) and then when did your hypnobirthing training come into that when did you become an educator and what drew you yeah so I did my um my training on the gold coast last November 
Um, and I, I had just heard a few of the women that I um, do look for had done like a hypnobirthing course. Um, and everyone I knew who, who mentioned it just had like amazing, amazing things to say about it. And I wanted, um, I wanted something to add into my, um, like birth business that wasn't quite like, I didn't have to be on call for all the time. And we knew that we were, you know, trying for a baby. Um, and I wanted like the on call lifestyle I figured would be, um, like a bit difficult to fit in with a baby not that not to say I'm not going to do it but I don't think it would be it'd be hard to take enough birds to um you know be making like a good wage um with a with a baby myself and so I wanted something that could be a little bit more planned out and um I also think that the preparation for the birth is um and for postpartum is like so so key and so I wanted to get more into that area and yeah so I did hypnobirthing and um I think it was it was kind of just by chance because that was um what happened to be coming up you know like that training happened to be coming up here on the Gold Coast and I'm so so glad that that's Mm -hmm. what I ended up going with because it's such an incredible program Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to tell me that, but everyone listening, I know you know that hypnobirthing is one of my favorite things, as well as yours, Mimi, and being a doula. And it is incredible. So, you did the Hypnobirthing International training with yes. Anthea, Anthea Thomas, which is the five week program. So, we learn it over um, four very long days. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, we teach it over um, five weeks, so one class a week for five weeks, yep. right? And the importance of that, I mean, oh, yeah, it's just so yeah, cute. making little noises. <laughs> Are you changing sides? Um, no, I'm just keeping her on one side. She's probably done feeding, but she's still, she's fine to suck for ages, and so I'm just going to keep her here just yeah. hanging out. Yeah, she's suckling. So hypnobirthing was originally taught as a five-week program by Marie Mongan, and that's why it's called the Mongan Methods, Mm -hmm. yeah? Yeah, so that's the one that I went with the original program to learn. I find it really hard to try and um, believe that I could teach this over a weekend or teach it over just a couple of sessions because it's just you're reprogramming the subconscious, you're learning these techniques, you're really actually diving into some amazing shifts so you can have an incredible birth and it's like anything you put the work in you get the yeah. results well and, and so much of you so you much of that. the program is the is the in-between space is actually practicing um you know and like yeah. all of the yeah just all of the integration of the information between the sessions and I think that yeah trying yeah. to fit it into a much shorter space you just kind of miss out on on a lot of that you do, you miss out on a lot, I agree. And then it doesn't come up for you to be able to draw from during your birth. Yeah. Now, you, so you're mm-hmm. a doula, a birth photographer and photographer. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Hypnobirthing International Educator. Yeah. And I, yeah, you came to me, we had a chat one day or I rang you, I don't really even know how that happened. But you and Chris attended my five-week hypnobirthing program and we did a beautiful exchange and I love exchanging with professionals. You did some photography for me. So all those amazing photos that I've popped up 
of my business lately on my social media in my clinic at a birth space with beautiful Jazzy and Sean Colley, uh, John Flynn. They're all taken by you. You did that for me. And I taught you and Chris did the birthing. And I honestly, it was such a memorable time or such an amazing group. Yeah, it was. It? it was a beautiful group of people. And Chris got to understand the program as a birth companion and you attended that with him as as the birthing woman even though you're an educator it was so amazing that he could actually learn it um and join a group yeah and he I mean he did like as we were going through it he was like I already know all of this because you've talked about it for so many years like I know everything (laughs) but it was it was important to me to go and do the program ourselves even though like we may have known a lot of the sort of um you know like technical information about birth and about how your body works and all of this kind of thing I just think that like the process of actually going through it and doing the you know the visualizations and um having those in between weeks with specific things to practice um and and also being with other couples who are are going through at the same time was just so valuable and so and I also think that like it it says a lot if um you know like I work as a doula and as a hypnobirthing educator and that I you know went and did those things during my pregnancy because that's what I believe in and I see the value in in what we do like I think says a lot as well it says a huge amount to your clients babe and then yourself and your relationship and your your baby your birth your connection the three of you I mean you've done the work babe and this is why you have such amazing results with your birth you did that to see you actually birthing your baby in that video last night obviously that's why I completely came (laughs) done you did it babe like you completely had the birth that you envisioned um the the birth that you want for other mums oh yeah I mean the whole the whole experience just made me like that much more passionate and excited to be working with other women to to help them have because it, it showed me as well that like it does it works like doing the preparation and um you know having that just in like deep trust in in your body and in the birth process and like it it works and so if I can if I can do that for myself then I can help other women do that and we don't like people don't need to be having traumatic you know like super intervention heavy births and um yeah I just want to help other women do that (laughs) do that exactly so just briefly, how did you feel during your pregnancy? Was it a great pregnancy? Were, were there any complications, special circumstances? Um, so, like I said a bit ago, I was really very sick the first um, sick, the yeah. first part of it. Um, it's funny because the first time I threw the first time I threw up, I was with um, my husband's family, with his mum and his sisters down in Melbourne, and you know we told them that we were pregnant and stuff and then I was with them all and we were all having a cuddle in bed and I got kind of nauseous and I was like I think I need to throw up and I went and threw up and everyone cheered and was like oh you're really pregnant you know like you threw up and then if only we had known that I would end up throwing up like a hundred times a day we wouldn't have cheered um but um but yeah so that was oh man that was like deep shadow work like walking through that and um and everything it was I lost a lot of weight that first trimester and um yeah 
but what's your t- what's your take on that, Mimi? Like, as a doula and an educator, you understand childbirth. But I haven't experienced morning sickness. Never had one tiny little bit of it. But other women I've supported have. So, what do you think it is? It's a purging. Like, we're we're getting rid of. Yeah, stuff. I mean, I it's- like. I did research on it while I was so sick because I was like, "How? why is my body doing this? Like, it feels like it's trying to get rid of this baby or something. But um, I, like, I've heard um, theories that it's your body sort of cleaning, like, cleansing itself and, like, getting rid of a lot of toxins and, and everything to make it, like, a pure space for the baby to grow in. Um, but I... I really don't I really don't know I wish that I wish that it didn't have to happen for some people but um but you know like being where I am now I would I know that I would be willing to go through it again um, oh my gosh it says it says every yeah <laughs> that's completely yeah yeah that's amazing and then your birth preparation so um hypnobirthing of course you also tell me a little bit about any preparation you did um above hypnobirthing and you also chose a home birth i want to know a little bit about your private midwife and i'd love to name her if you think Mm -hmm. that's okay and your doula as well who in the video as a doula myself she looked absolutely yeah she's so wonderful um what's her her name name is laura um, Laura, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, which is embarrassing because she's actually like my best friend, but she's Finnish. Um, and her last name is Hataja, but that might not be the correct pronunciation. Um, but she, uh, she has a business called Mama Mudra. Um, that's her like doula business and she's actually just starting out. So I was one of her sort of training clients. She's still finishing up her training yes. at the moment. Um, yes. But she, yeah, she's just so wonderful. I actually photographed her uh, second birth back in January. Oh, um, so and she's on Instagram, right? So how do you spell M U D R A? Okay, Mama with, a, with yep. one N. Yeah, perfect. And then your yeah, um, Kelly Walker, and she is from um, down near Byron. Um, yeah, and so she was willing to. I was living down that way when. Um, when we first conceived and through the first half of my pregnancy and we weren't, we knew we wanted to move up North a bit, but we weren't sure how far. And so we like went with her initially and then she was willing to, to come up here, even though it was um, maybe, I think she's taken other clients that are up the Southern end of the Gold Coast. um, But Mm -hmm. I think she Mm -hmm. tends to stay down around, you know, the Byron area. The Byron area, yes, beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. So, what did you do other than hypnobirthing for birth? Yeah, so um, I did. Uh, I saw a chiropractor um, through sort of like the second half of my pregnancy, and I also started getting acupuncture, maybe from about thirty weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And I walked a lot. Um, I yeah, I went on walks probably at least five times a week. Um, and that, yeah, I think that was just so important for staying like fit and, um, yeah, like I definitely would recommend walking lots and lots and lots. And I mean, Ina May Gaskin, one of the sort of like birth <laughs> legends recommends walking heaps and heaps. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, let's see what else. I mean, I did, I 
obviously did hypnobirthing and I did like yeah. practice with the recordings um yep so your visualizations and your life meditations yep. yeah and I yep. did some I yep. um found some other meditations that I really liked as well and did mm. some meditations I mean I wouldn't say that I was like super consistent it's not like I was doing it every single day or anything but sure. um but through the whole pregnancy was definitely checking in um with myself through meditation quite often and then your affirmation track actually I listened to a whole lot <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I really wish I hadn't put a fee <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, you always... Uh, no, no, no jokes. It's been playing 80. Oh, my gosh. Well, you. I mean, you always could. <laughs> I, I actually am. It's not about money. It's obviously, I have a business and I have to make money. That's yeah. obvious. Um, my husband's a musician, so I'm actually sitting in his office right now using all his things. And um, I'm doing a MP three track with affirmations for post birth mm-hmm. and it's going to be available to purchase through my website it's probably going to be ten dollars yep. <laughs> not even but I just think it's so needed and um, some of the mums that use my affirmations have been using them post birth just because they love how they've, they've, they've they yep. feel and um, they've had a connection with my voice I think and probably come to my clinic and had a nice deep relaxation session and massage with me so they're used to me and and I'm an anchor for them which I just absolutely love excuse me and honor so yeah I'm I'm pleased you use those thanks Manny that's awesome and like you said you weren't you weren't I love that you said you weren't meditating every day but you were checking in and checking in every day even once or twice is so important. I actually do that in the evening. But what you were doing is you were conditioning yourself to do that once labor started, which is vital. Yeah. Right? Well, and I did, like I feel like I was very connected with with Lua with the baby through the Lua. whole um, through the whole pregnancy. Oh. Like I was just sort of constantly very aware of of wow. her. I didn't know it was a girl for sure, but um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good to know. I was going to ask you that. So, but you, you were connect. You both were connected with her before you conceived. Yeah, really. yeah. And I mean, that's you know, like amazing. through through the pregnancy, we both felt that it was a girl. But um, but at the same yeah. time, you don't want to like a hundred percent be like it's a girl because then if it comes out and it's a boy, I don't know. I think I would feel like a bit funny. <laughs> yeah, Guilty? or something. And so. Um, yeah, so I didn't, yeah, yeah I so that. wanted to sort of hold, make the space for it to be whoever had wanted to come through, even if it wasn't the baby that we had been sort of, like, inviting, um, you know, yeah. because sometimes there's different oh, totally. different souls that want to come through, and we were welcoming whoever it was, mm-hmm. but but Aww. when she came out, so I was so you... happy it was her. Sorry. Oh, okay, let's just talk about that. So that's when I lost yeah. shit. When... <laughs> when... You see Chris's face just looking at you and the baby and you and the baby and you and he's just like crying at you and you just I just like I could not even oh, his face uh, that's my favorite his part face. of the video like oh it's so beautiful <laughs> so so beautiful like, I've got goosebumps all yeah. over me right now like I'm gonna watch it when we get off the, yeah <laughs> the pod the podcast because please tell him that I'm just completely blown away by yeah him and what he did and how he supported you and that's one of my next questions how did Chris support you during your pregnancy and your birth oh he was the best I mean he's just the best partner I could ever imagine um 
like through the pregnancy I mean especially when I was really sick he was doing everything for our you know for our lives like I was I was totally incapacitated so he was cooking everything he was feeding me he was driving me everywhere he was um you know like doing all of the housework all of the cleaning um all of the laundry yeah just amazing and being so loving and and supportive and gentle with me and then um and then I mean through the rest of the pregnancy after that sort of like 16 or 17 weeks I felt amazing for the whole rest of the pregnancy thank goodness and so (laughs) Um, and so then it was more just like connecting um, with each other romantically and enjoying our time together and, and really just getting excited, you know, about about having a baby and about this next step that was happening. Um, oh, my yeah. Gosh. And then, yeah. And then he was just incredible in labor. I mean, I, I had my doula there as well, which was amazing and she was wonderful but like I really just wanted Chris the whole time and he was so present and he like yeah he was just with me the whole time and doing everything that I needed of him wow so you were both on the same page about a home birth for your first baby yeah yeah definitely we I mean I had even been sort of tossing up the idea of doing a free birth um, and yeah. ultimately we both decided that, that with my first birth, we would like to have, um, like a medical professional present. Um, yeah. but, but he was definitely like so supportive of it being at home. At home. Yeah. That's amazing. So tell us about your birth. So how many weeks were you when Lua decided it was time to come and meet you both? <laughs> and, you know, length and the highlights and what you loved most about it yeah so she came I'm trying to remember what uh exact day number I was I it was 39 plus three I think yeah because it was four days before her due date um yep yeah and so it was it was interesting because actually the last few weeks of my pregnancy my fundal height had started measuring quite short um and it actually went backwards um a few a few like one week and then um which you know I did a ton of research and that's totally normal like all the charts that you find online it actually shows it dropping sometime after 36 weeks because the baby engages and so it should drop but um I guess so you're talking just for um, people that don't know what that is you're talking about baby's growth yeah so the my midwife would measure the the length of space between my pubic bone and the top of my uterus um, and it's yeah. generally after 20 weeks, it's meant to measure like within two centimeters of the number of weeks. So at like 36 weeks, it should be somewhere between 34 and 38 centimeters. Um, and yeah. so mine started measuring quite short and my midwife was getting concerned, um, even though, yeah, like all the research I, I did said that it, that was normal. But um, mm. but I guess the the guidelines for the Australian College of Obstetrics and Midwifery um, are are that it should remain constant, the growth, and it shouldn't go backwards yep. and, and stuff. And so she was suggesting um, that, that I go get a fetal growth scan um, yes, and just get checked out. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I kind of, I had to really feel into that and check in with myself and with the baby and, and everything um, because I felt like I truly felt that she was fine and the research that I did told me that it was normal what was happening 
And so I decided yes. not to, I decided to de- decline it. And this was, um, this was at around 30, 38 weeks or 38 and a half weeks. Yep. And so it was, you know, yep. actually it was about like a week to a week and a half before she was born. Um, but, yeah. um, I, yeah, so I decided to decline that, and I'm really glad that I did because yeah. um, she ended up being, you know, very small at birth. She was born 2.79 kilos, mm-hmm. um, and so oh, and she was, wow. you know, she was perfect and totally healthy and chubby. She was just yep. a small baby. But if if I had gotten the fetal mm-hmm. growth scan and it had shown that she was that small, um, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm sure that that is at the very low end of the range of what a baby should be should weigh or be sized at that gestation. And I'm sure that they would have recommended inducing. And then I would have had to, you know, think about that and whether I wanted to go against medical Mm -hmm. advice. And yes, so I'm just so, so grateful Mm -hmm. that I, you know, trusted the research and trusted my body and my intuition and everything there. Yeah, correct. Very good. Yeah. And so then, then, um, yeah, so that's about six pounds, six pounds, six and a half pounds. Um, no, it's, no, it's, it's just under over seven, six. Right? Yeah, I just have six. Yeah, so oh, she is like a little oh tiny goodness. thing. She's still small. She's, tiny. She's still small. She's only oh. um, seven point three pounds, or last week. She's probably a bit more than that now, but yeah, you know, she's and her weight. Yeah, Sorry, she's six weeks and still smaller than most newborns. <laughs> <laughs> but she is gaining yeah. weight perfectly like on schedule let's call it because every baby's different of course and we have to realize that but um she's doing all the right things yeah post-birth. yeah she's gaining weight feeding, well feeding yeah. Yeah, yeah feeding awesomely she's starting to get little chubby cheeks and stuff <laughs> yeah oh bless so how did Blake yeah start? so um on the monday afternoon i took a nap because i was pretty tired and when i woke up i I like started leaking a little bit of amniotic fluid and at first like it was a very small amount and so but it was enough that I was like this is more this is more liquidy and it's you know this is there's something happening and so I told my midwife and she was like well just keep an eye on it like it could just be discharged it might not be your amniotic fluid and I was like oh I really think it is um and sort of over the course of that evening it was kind of getting a little bit more and it was like tinged a little bit pink and so I was like sending her pictures of my pad and stuff and um (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and then um and then through that night I started having um like very mild surges um and they yeah they weren't really enough to wake me but I was aware of them in my sleep um and yeah so by the morning it was it was pretty clear like I was leaking more and um it was pretty clear that like something was happening and so my midwife came up um mid-morning to just kind of check me out and see what was happening and she was like yep well you're in you know early labor and um I'll probably be back like later tonight um Mm -hmm. and so yeah obviously since my my waters had been leaking since the um the night before there was like a bit of a clock on on because they don't like your waters to be leaking for a really long time without labor starting but because my surges had started and were kind of getting stronger I I wasn't worried about it at all and I wasn't thinking about it like that 
Um, but yeah. through that next day, it was oh, it was such a beautiful day. Like the weather was beautiful, and just the um, the way I spent it. Like I went out and laid on the grass in my front yard and got some sun and journaled and um, and stuff. And Chris and I went for some walks around the neighborhood and um, and through the day, my surges were getting consistently stronger and stronger and closer together. Um, Wow. Yeah. And in the afternoon, two of my girlfriends came over and one of them is a masseuse and the other one does Reiki. And they were here at this, they were meant to come sort of one after the other, but it ended up that they were here at the same time. And they, and I just laid on the bed and, and they like did massage and Reiki to me at the same time. And it was for like two hours and it was just so, I felt so pampered and I was having surges and love that yeah we were listening to music and when when I would have a surge they would stop and just put their hands on me and it was they were strong enough by that point because this was at mid-afternoon and they were strong enough by that point that I was definitely vocalizing and um and wow uh yeah just like low moaning and then uh doing my surge breathing and so I was just breathing really deeply into my abdomen and then moaning as I breathed out um and yeah, it just felt so amazing to have them there and holding that space for me. And I think, I mean, I honestly, like, I would do that again with my next flavor because I think that that really got the oxytocin flowing, like, amazingly. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. yeah. And then, I mean, you know how with labor, you kind of, like, the timeline gets mixed up and it's hard to remember yes. exactly because I started, yeah. I think probably during that, I started going into a bit of a different world um, in my head. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, shortly after that, I know that I somehow ate dinner, but I don't remember eating dinner. Like, Chris made some beautiful pasta. Um, and, yeah, he fed me. And then, we I was yeah it was definitely I actually had been surging almost like like three minutes apart almost all day and so they weren't they weren't necessarily getting a lot closer together because they were already pretty close but they were they were definitely getting stronger and stronger um and then yeah so it was it was hard to decide like when the doula and the videographer and my midwife should come and so we were just kind of like being in communication with them and around five um my doula ended up coming over and the videographer shortly after um and then the midwife came after that um and yeah that was I'd say that's when sort of like active labor established that's Mm -hmm. when I really Uh, you know like I had my eyes closed almost all of the time after that and was just sort of using the birth ball and was up on the bed for a while and had um, Chris in front of me and I was leaning over the birth ball and I was on my knees on the bed and I was holding his hands and my doula was behind me squeezing my hips and when I would have a surge I would like push up over the ball and hold Chris's hands really hard and then the doula would be pushing on my hips and then between surges I would just sit, sit back and fall asleep on the ball um, or kind of yeah. rest on the ball and um, yeah and it was really beautiful and then was just kind of moving around the house um, and they were getting me to drink water and everything and um, mm-hmm. yeah just kind of going through it and hours passed um, and then 
at midnight. Um, so my midwife had been here for a while, but she, um, she sort of sat me and oh so in my in my mind like everything was getting stronger and stronger and stronger and it was getting to the point for me where I was like whoa this is really intense like I started I started throwing up um I threw up twice and I was like shaking and I was like this is like really intense but I must have outwardly been coping really really well with it um because my midwife came to me and she was like well um, I think that you still have like quite a long time to go because it doesn't seem like like you're you know you're coping really really well with this and so um, she offered me a vaginal exam and she said yes. um, she actually told me like um, I would prefer not to do one but like I need to yeah. offer you one right now and if we do one then we'll have something to compare it to if you know we want to do one again okay. in another six hours or something just to know if you're progressing mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing and when she came to me I had actually already been thinking in my head like this must I must be close to transition you know like um, this is really intense and then she came and said that she thought that you know I was probably it would probably be the next morning by the time I had the baby Um, and this was at midnight so that was still a lot of hours away and in my head I was like oh my gosh and so when she offered the vaginal exam I was like oh my gosh if she checks and I'm only like two centimeters or something I'm not gonna I was like I don't want that so so I said no no." yeah so I was like no no vaginal exam especially since she also said like she didn't really want to do one she just needed to offer one um that's amazing yeah and so so she actually went to take a nap in our guest room and the doula um because she you know the midwife had said oh I think it's still going to be quite a while the doula's mm-hmm. um, husband had called her and told her that her baby who's like he, he was eight months old I think at that time was having a really oh, wow. hard time getting to sleep and she lives fairly close and so yeah. um she was like Mimi do you mind if I just run home for like half an hour to help put him to bed um, and yeah. I was like, yeah, of course, like, that's totally fine. And I was also so in it. I was like, I don't care what you do, <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> um, There's another surge coming. Just let yeah. you get through. Um, but well so done. she, she went Amazing. home and the videographer went to take a nap on the couch and Chris and I went into the bedroom, um, our bedroom. And it's, yeah, it's interesting. Cause during the next hour I was going through transition in our bedroom Mm -hmm. um but in my mind I was thinking this is still the beginning of labor um and so it was yeah it was it was interesting it was a very interesting mind space but it got it got very intense (laughs) and we were on the bed and the surges were coming almost on top of each other like maybe 10 20 seconds apart if that and we were I was um I was like crawling in circles on the bed and Chris was sort of like on his knees trying to crawl behind me and and squeeze my hips during the surges and then between surges I would just collapse down and I definitely was asleep even though it was only like 10 seconds and then I would yeah and then I would be like surge surge coming and we would get up and do it again and it was um oh it was so intense but it was this really interesting shadow world like when I think back to that hour it feels like it doesn't feel like we were in that bedroom. It feels like I was on a different, 
plane. Like I, I can't tell you where I feel like I was, but it was somewhere sure. else. Somewhere, somewhere, yep, in another Yeah, and um, oh. it was, yeah, it was just such an interesting mental space because, because I thought, like, from what the midwife said, that it was still quite early, I, I started really doubting myself, and I was like, I started feeling like a failure because I was like, oh my gosh, if it's going to get way more intense than this, I can't do this. I was like, I have to, I have to go to the hospital, like, I'm going to need help. This Shit. is crazy. Um, oh, Mimi, that's intense. Yeah, but you know I mean like obviously looking back I'm like okay I was in transition I was having a crisis of confidence I just wasn't I wasn't saying any of it out loud I didn't say any of it to Chris um I think he said all I kept saying was wow this is crazy this is intense oh my god (laughs) I remember during surges saying oh god oh god oh god oh god (laughs) it's wild yeah like it's hard to put it's hard to put words to what a surge feels like and I I do try and explain it. It's really, really hard. But crisis of confidence. I love those yeah, words. <laughs> yeah. And, um, That's good. It's and so I kept intense. feeling... It's, it's confronting, yeah, right? Yeah, confronting, yeah, yeah. And I kept feeling like I had to poop. And so, like, during yeah. that hour, I went to the bathroom. Like, I couldn't poop, but I kept saying to Chris, I'm sorry, I have to go try again. Like, I just have to try. And oh, so wow. I went, like, three times during that and would sit on the toilet. And the surges were so intense on the toilet. Um, the toilet, yes. but he so in the third time I went um, I I started pushing and I I like couldn't not push um, yeah and yeah. and so yeah. it's a yeah, yeah and and also the um, the pad that I had in had some blood on it and so Chris went to wake mm-hmm. the midwife because the the room was right next to the bathroom that she was in and um, right when he like opened the door she was already sitting up in bed and like listening and she was like ah yeah I think I hear Mimi pushing and she came out and I was like I'm pushing came out and so that was only an hour before after she said I'm gonna go lie down your own yeah an hour yeah and so she um yeah and she she was like okay well try not to push on this surge because I just want to make sure that you're like not pushing you know on your cervix or something and so she just yeah cervix, so she yeah. went and grabbed a um a washcloth and washed my hand off and was like just reach up there and see what you can feel mm-hmm. um and so mm-hmm. I reached up and like an inch inside my vagina I could feel the top of her head but I I was like oh there's like I feel something but it's not very far in and it feels squishy because you know it's like the top of her head and she was like oh really and so she put a glove on and felt and she was like oh you're 10 centimeters and pushing and she's almost out and I was like oh my god oh my god and so they didn't actually have the pool like warmed up because um you know like they I didn't want to get in the pool too early and I hadn't even asked to get in the pool or anything um and so she made a space in my bedroom at the foot of the bed with like some um waterproof things over like a waterproof sheet over some pillows and stuff and she was like okay come in here and I'll try and get the pool heated up um and so she was trying to get the pool heated up and um I was pushing in the bedroom and um and yeah so I was in there for maybe like 15 minutes and she came in and was like oh the the pool's ready if you want to get in and um and I was like okay but between the next between the next surges I'll I'll get up and go um and uh, I 
I had a surge and then I stood up and was like, okay, let's go. And then when another one came really quickly and I was like, oh, another surge. And I get, got back down on my knees and was leaning over the bed and her head came out. And so I never actually made it to the pool. <laughs> oh, next time. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't oh. super attached to the pool. Like all through the pregnancy, I, I said, you know, like I would be, I just want to be where I'm comfortable. Like I'm not attached to the pool. It's fine if I don't give birth of in the course. pool. So yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Incredible. And her head came out and she had her little hand up next to her head. Um, and Chris caught her, um, and right away said, we have a little girl and handed her through my legs to me. <laughs> And yeah, it was, oh, it was beautiful. It was so, I was so, um, in a different world though. It's like, it took me maybe four hours until I started saying like, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming back. Like I'm coming back into my body. Wow. That just happened. Like it, it took quite a while for me to really feel like I was present again. That is incredible this is the first time i've heard many talk about her birth guys i've only watched the video last night as you know i totally lost my shit but listening to you talk about it oh my goodness i'm so happy yeah thank you it was i mean it was so beautiful like everything all of my feelings about the birth are so positive like i wish i could go back to that night and it's like i miss it (laughs) or something it's so interesting oh my god and when you look at her, you just must just like oxytocin must rise again and you must just melt. Yeah. Just when Chris is with her and he's, a, you know, attending to her, like washing her and changing her and settling her and bringing her to you. It's just, you're in a massive love bubble, yeah. babe, right? Oh, totally. And it, yeah, it was, oh, oh it was God. just the best thing to be at home. Just to, oh. you know, like I birthed her at the foot of the bed and then I just crawled up onto the bed and and held her and (laughs) and yeah and it was just so nice and the placenta came right away um I was gonna say so yeah it was just we were sitting there sort of holding her and I was like you know catching my breath and being like whoa that just happened and we have a little girl and and everything and um and then uh it was maybe maybe 10 minutes maybe less um that I started feeling like a, a few more surges and I was like I think the placenta's mm-hmm. ready and so um, they just had a bowl and I squatted over it and it came right out um, Magic. yeah like really quickly yeah. so that was amazing that is amazing and did she breast crawl? yeah she did she yeah. did does she still breast crawl with her yeah babies? she will do you still let, let her yeah. do that? Yeah. yeah I think that's really important to pop pop bubs in a vertical lie and let her bob her head or his head all the way to breast just for a few weeks after birth because it it's such an amazing connection for them to do that it's really powerful for you know um mentally for them and that connection like a mammal you know they find their own little source of food and it, it just there's a direct connection between baby yeah. and breast and baby and obviously baby and mum but baby and breast and their source of food and i think there's amazing studies on the the benefits of breast yeah. crawling for a few for a few weeks post yeah definitely so good um and i I just want to ask was would there be anything you change about your birth um oh the one the one thing i was actually saying to a friend yesterday 
is that when mm-hmm. when I was pushing in the bedroom, um, I think everyone got everyone got really excited, you know, and they could like see the head, and they were like, "Oh, don't miss me!" Like push, 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 you know. And like I feel mm-hmm. like I maybe pushed harder. Like I I wish that I had gone a little bit slower just because I I almost wish that I could have been a little bit more present during that because I felt like I it went faster wow. than I thought it was going to and then it was like oh my gosh her head sure. is out like and so and I I wasn't really yeah. breathing her down and that I mean it's totally fine mm-hmm. like I didn't have any damage I I had a tiny tiny mm-hmm. tear that didn't need stitches but we decided to stitch okay. it so that it wouldn't because if we didn't it would have healed as like kind of two separate pieces so it just sure. was stitched so that it would heal together, but it didn't need stitches. Um, okay, that's amazing. Did you do perineal massage? Yeah, we did. Not super consistently, but we did do it. Yeah. Um, did it lead to yeah. <laughs> It did. <laughs> Told you, yeah. I love. <laughs> At least once, maybe twice, maybe a few times. <laughs> maybe yeah. A few times. Um, okay, well, that's amazing. So I, I hear this from... I hear this with, when I go to support second time mums or even third, they want to be present in that moment that Bubs is moving through mm-hmm. the birth path. Exactly what you just said. I hear this all the yeah. time. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, um, like for next time I would say to probably to Chris or to my doula, like, please, um, mm-hmm. like when I'm, when I am in that pushing stage, remind me to, to breathe the baby down and can you make sure that people aren't, um, like telling me to push hard you know like kind of which yeah I don't I'm not upset at how it went or anything and I wouldn't change it but just um you know for a future birth I would I want to be kind of more peaceful and I would I'd like to feel my body doing it more because I know that my body was pushing her out but I was also adding on top of that and I think just feeling my body doing that on its own would be amazing Oh my gosh, that's in the bag for the yeah. next baby. Totally happening. We get yeah. that. I, I love that so much. Can can you, Mimi, give us some advice for birth preparation and anything you feel that, that would help my listeners? Because obviously they are pregnant or they're wanting to be pregnant. Um, I've got people wanting to book in <laughs> for for hypnobirthing and doula services and they're planning their pregnancy like for this year, next year coming. So I'm like, okay listen to this yeah so please give us some advice babes yeah I mean the like the best thing I can say is um is for the preparation I mean doing hypnobirthing all of that knowledge that is that's given through that course I feel like is so important because um it's just that that level of trust that you reach in the birth process and when I was in labor there was sort of there was no sort of conscious thought of anything it's not like I was like oh let's put on a you know the the rainbow relaxation or like my body like consciously being like my body knows how to do this but it was just that that work that I had done for so long of understanding it all that then I was just able to drop in and be so present and had no fear through the whole thing and that um and that more than anything I think is so valuable and yeah what I've said a few times since the birth is that is that like it's like you can do all of this preparation and and things like something could still happen that you wouldn't have your ideal birth because obviously we can't control everything 
but mm-hmm. I think that it would be almost impossible to have your ideal birth without doing all of this preparation. One hundred percent, babe. I'm so glad. Yeah, you said like that. it's, it's. Oh my gosh. Um, I can't. I can't point my finger to, you know, to like which things I did that worked because you don't. You you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did so much. I did the acupuncture. I did the chiropractic, which. The chiropractic yeah. care was amazing. I, yeah, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know, I drank raspberry leaf tea and I ate dates <laughs> and dates. Um, you know, like just having all of this knowledge, I was like, I'll just do everything. And so I don't know exactly what I did that worked, but I think it was probably the combination everything. of everything and the trust that I yeah. had in all of those things as well that they were working. Trust, yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, and then just. I mean, I think a huge thing is is really your environment and your care provider. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like my even when I declined the scan and when I declined the vaginal mm-hmm. exam, my my midwife was supportive of that. Um, and it's not like I was, you know, going against her or something. She was just like, okay, well. Yep then you know if you're not going to get that scan then I'm I would like to come a little bit more often just to keep checking on Bob kind of thing you know like let's keep her safe and you safe and just make sure that everything is good um but she wasn't sort of trying to to really push me to do it and yeah I um I just yeah for me I can't imagine being in hospital or having been under the Mm -hmm. care of an OB or or anything like Mm -hmm. that but obviously everyone has different comfort levels but I think um, definitely I think just yeah like the the birth team and the environment and everything and the the tone that you set for your birth is so important so important and you couldn't imagine, I'm sure, being on a fetal heart rate monitor the no. whole time, or even sometime. No. I, I, I saw in the video, babe, that she used uh, a, what I call an old school doctor. Yeah, a fetoscope. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And did you say that was from her, her grandparent or her dad or somebody? Did I talk to you about that, or was that? I think that was else? someone else. Wasn't you? Someone mentioned to me that they're midwife used one it might have been in our hypnobirthing class and it was from their um the midwife's dad used to use it and she still had it oh that's cool it. yeah Isn't that beautiful he was a he was a midwife or midwife yeah. or obstetrician before yeah her. yeah that's very Isn't cool. that beautiful well that's amazing advice thanks babe i always feel like it's a combination when when someone comes to my clinic and i've met them for the first time and ABC is happening in her pregnancy. I obviously I talk to her and I find out what's happening in her world, and it's always a combination of I say body, mind, soul. So where are you? Uh, where is there disalignment in the body? Are there any old injuries? How are you? How are you working? Are you at a desk? Are you up and down? Are you in retail on your feet? Are you crossing your legs? You know, are you doing yoga? Because I think yoga is the perfect thing to get ready mm-hmm. for a birth. Um, and then mentally, is there any stress in your life? Where is your fear level at? Because if you're in a fear headspace, you're going to be pumping that adrenaline through the body. So, and that's what you talk about. You weren't frightened because you'd obviously educated yourself and prepped yourself and researched and knowledge and you listened to podcasts oh, as well, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, heaps of them. I love both podcasts. Ah, and now you're doing your very mm-hmm. own. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, and you 
get to share this with everyone overseas, yeah. Dave, and they get to, yeah, so everyone can listen back home in Arizona and Chris's family can listen yeah. to this. So, oh my gosh, I love that. I love that you love yeah. it so much. Um, so combination and then what's happening um, on a deeper level. So we've got the mindset and stress. Let's get rid of stress and let's work a little bit more. And I feel like the birthing, uh, the five-week program, most definitely starts to peel back those layers and that women just and men discover in the program what's coming up for them because they do assignments through the week they get to write the um their birth preferences they get to write all their mm-hmm. fears down and you know we don't share them uh, personally amongst the group but we definitely they definitely get to sit and have a good chat about them in between our classes which all my couples just become that more much that much more connected I feel I see it all the time yeah yeah definitely all the time. they sit there in class and hold hands yeah. you know um yeah they're like touch massage with each other they're uh, hypnobirthing so much more than hypnobirthing mm. I swear to god I don't know how to explain that but I'll do that another time maybe but um any advice post birth phase um just having having people who who know what you're going through that can that you can talk to I mean it's um yeah man those early weeks are really intense yeah, so explain that a little bit because I believe post-birth, day one, all the way through to six weeks is another five-week program for me and I'd really love to dive into that because it is such a massive change for a woman. Oh, totally. Oh, it's huge and it's it huge. feels it feels so massive. And I mean, Lou is six weeks today. So, um, you know, we're just kind of, yeah, thank you. We're just sort of coming out of that like really early postpartum and um and it's challenging like it is and even like I was prepared for that because I've you know worked with women who go through this and yeah. even even so it was more than I expected I mean I did have um some challenges with breastfeeding like both of my nipples yeah. I had um got quite damaged even though mm-hmm. I, I knew about deep latching and I you know like I thought I knew how to how to prevent that and and everything but it still happened and I had some infection and I really didn't want to do antibiotics and so I was using like all of the home remedies I could think of and actually managed to kick to kick the infection on my own which I'm so grateful for but so just on on that though honey did you use colloidal silver no I didn't that wasn't one of the things that that came up in my research actually can you share what? Yeah, so I was doing. I was eating heaps of raw garlic. Um, mm-hmm. I was nice. for a while. I tried a lot of different things. Um, uh, mm. I was doing. Um, I tried like putting yogurt on my boobs, <laughs> eating lots of yogurt, <laughs> eating pro- probiotic or taking probiotics, um, yep. taking lots of like vitamin C and echinacea, um, putting putting so garlic much. compresses on my breasts or on my nipples. Um, washing with salt water, um, but I think the thing that actually, the thing that actually I think ended up helping the most was a tincture that I got from a herbalist. Um, mm-hmm. That I'd have to look at it to say exactly what was in it, but um, mm-hmm. so orally or topical? Orally, both. Okay. orally, some herbs. Oh my gosh, that's that just excites yeah. me so much. <laughs> Thank and you. Oh, there was one root in it that I had, or one herb that I, I hadn't heard of before, and that's actually meant to be really mm-hmm. good for specifically this. And so, 
I can't remember what it is, okay. but I can tell you later and you can Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, post it. Um, sure. But yeah, it yeah. was I think that's what ended up really helping. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. So did did she latch okay straight away or you weren't sure if it was a good latch? Did, I thought it was a good latch and, and she I mean she was getting heaps of milk, you know, swallowing lots and lots and the midwife um from what she could tell it was a good latch but they still just got super damaged um okay (laughs) are you did you have to use nipple yes i did for a bit i not um only on one side and then it was only for like a day i because i if i used it longer then i think i was gonna have to start um like pumping because she can't get as much milk out through the nipple shield but what I was actually doing eventually was um I would use the nipple shield at the beginning of the feed and it would just to kind of get the the scab and stuff to soften up without her being directly on it and then after maybe Mm -hmm. like two or three minutes I would take it off and then she would finish Mm -hmm. the feed without it um Okay, cool. I've heard that before. That's yeah, so I was doing that, but the okay. yeah, so that was that was challenging and and so painful, so painful. And I also had really strong um, afterbirth pains, which yes. isn't common with a first those. baby. Apparently, that okay. usually happens with subsequent babies. But the first maybe the first like three or four days, every time she would feed, I would be having these surges that were almost the same as like my birth surges they were so strong um yeah so that was a bit crazy and then just the pain of the of (laughs) of breastfeeding like it's finally feeling way way better like it's still a little bit my nipples are still a bit painful but um but yeah those first few weeks it was like I would have to psych myself up to latch her and then the first 30 seconds I would just be clenching my jaw and like trying to you know get through it and um Oh, it was hard. It's hard. I've heard this before, babe. It might be time for a postnatal massage. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really nice. <laughs> How good would that be? So, and everything else healed well, like your birth path and everything. Yeah, great. everything down there has been really? awesome. Like really, really good. My med- my midwife has had a feel of like my pelvic floor and everything, and she said everything still feels yeah. really strong and. Um, yeah, and my that one little graze healed really quickly. So everything feels like almost normal down there, oh, which is, is amazing. And then, and my belly was actually so small with her because she's such a tiny little thing that it went, it like basically <laughs> went back to how it was before birth within like three days. Yeah, which was really crazy. Nice. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. Hi, yeah, you waking up a little bit? She's been amazing. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. She's such a good baby. Aww. I mean, she definitely cries sometimes, but she's been getting more and more yeah. sort of in a rhythm where I I yeah. understand her needs and she doesn't need to sort of cry as much. And we're doing of well. That's the whole point, yeah. of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Meet their needs, don't we? Yeah. Them. Yeah. And wear them. I saw a photo of you on Instagram wearing her with your yeah. girlfriend who had her baby on her as well. And I thought that looked Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I've been wearing her lots and lots. I love it. Yeah. It's really nice. You're amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mammy, I just, honestly, babe, I can't thank you enough for recording this with me. It's, I just know that my listeners and um, 
new listeners, people that are coming on, um, just hearing about this, are going to get so much from your podcast, so much inspiration. That's awesome. So much. I'm so happy to really, share. I know, I know, and I know from talking to you before us recording this, you want to inspire mums to know that they can actually Oh, yeah, do like 100%. I, yeah, just this whole thing and, and the fact of, like, feeling how all of my knowledge and preparation and everything really, really did go into having this incredible experience. Um, like, I I know that I can help other women to have this kind of experience and that you can and that what we do really, really makes a huge difference. Oh, so true. I love what I do. I know you do as yeah. well. Oh, is everyone, is everyone going to see... Is the world going to see your birth yes, video? Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> in all its well, in all of its glory. In all of its yeah, glory. Yeah, I it's definitely that. not so, a it doesn't shy away from the facts of birth, you know. It really shows all of it, which I don't <laughs> think there's that many birth videos that I've seen that really show, you know, like all like really up close like the baby coming out and and everything, mm-hmm. you know, like the placenta like you know it shows the the midwife sort of going through the placenta and and looking at it and everything and I think Mm -hmm. that it's just really nice to show all of it but it also is done in such a beautiful way that it's um because birth is beautiful and like I think all of it is not not just certain parts of it like yeah yeah. so I think it's really important and really amazing that I can um share all of that in my birth video all of that and all of you. yes yeah there's no yep. <laughs> no part of me is secret anymore <laughs> so am i able to put this on my IGTV? um let's let's wait and let laura put it up first <laughs> and then oh my god yes no no i would never post before you guys but once it's yeah out, the world... yeah definitely ah wow so listeners get ready for this because you're going to be able to see mimi's amazing birth and the incredible work by Laura from Rewild Her. Please go and follow her. She's actually pregnant with her second baby um, and she's also done hypnobirthing with her husband, mm-hmm. Alex. Um, and yeah, I'm, so that and I'm her doula. I know. Yeah, so we're like, <laughs> it's fun because you and I are like her team. You know, you ta- you're teaching them hypnobirthing yeah. and then I'll be their doula. And yeah, how cool oh is gosh. that? And how cool is that? So you're going to take Luwa with you if, if that's the case? I'm feeling into that. Yeah, I'm I'm still sort of, I'm trying, you know, wearing her a whole bunch and seeing if, um, if I think that I'll be able to wear her or if she'll be too big of a distraction. And then in that case, I might have Chris come be with her nearby that he can bring her for feeds. Um, and yeah, yeah, but we're kind of, I'm feeling into it and seeing how I think it's going to work best. So Laura's going to birth in January. When's her 40 week? Um, January 2nd. Oh yeah. New Year's Eve baby. Yeah. (laughs) I'll come along. Woohoo. Bring the champagne. (laughs) Totally. If I can help in any way, you let me know. Um, I've said that to Laura as well. I've got a few births pending, but, um, you never know. I'm always available usually. Yeah. Um, so I do want to say to Laura, I know she's going to listen to this podcast because she loves them. <laughs> she's so yeah. beautiful. Um, yeah. How, how incredible is that? Oh, my gosh. Right? So amazing. And I got a gallery of photos as well um, yeah. from her, like from the birth. And they just the photos in the video, I'm going to I'm going to treasure them forever. 
you are how could you not do that for your oh my god yeah and it was it was like a bit of a last minute decision to do it and was sort of wishy-washy on whether it was going to work out and everything and now like after the birth I'm just so glad because I was in such a different mental state I wasn't really I I was present but not in the way of being able to soak in like the external details of the birth and mm, and afterwards mm. I just kept saying I'm so glad there's going to be a video so I can I can see it from the outside because yeah no. because I have my own you know like internal story of it which was almost mm. in like mm. you know out in outer space and now it's, <laughs> uh, it's just so amazing to be able to see it from from the outside and and, and it's so beautifully done as well oh she's amazing yeah the music was beautiful she's done some amazing work for me and i'm so glad you did that and it aligned with her because again you know other women that are listening to this are going to say oh maybe i'll do that or you know i really loved how many went about it this way or i'm going to see if it reverses for me or what's a doula yeah you know oh my goodness so amazing well my love i wanted to say um Again, thank you for taking the time out. Thank you for being amazing, Lua, while Mummy spoke to me. Yeah, she was so good. <laughs> yeah, she is so beautiful. Um, I can't wait to actually see you in Yeah, person. yeah, I think we're going to be able to make it on Friday, so hopefully you'll be able to be there. Friday. Yeah, unless Misha and Harvey Dare are having their baby, I'll be at their birth. Um, that's a home birth. It's her fourth baby, his first baby. Um, and yeah, I'm on call for them. So hopefully I'll get to see everyone Friday night, but yep. you know, they're at a birth. I'm going to be yes. super happy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you, Mammy, from the bottom of my heart and your, your journey, um, sharing it with me and everyone here listening. And then eventually they'll get to see your birth. It's, it is going to be life changing for everyone. Yeah. So. Thank you so much for having me on and for, and for, oh. you know, your class and for just all of your support and your friendship and everything it's yeah it's amazing i'm so lucky to it have you in my life oh ditto sister <laughs> <laughs> total ditto i love you so much babe i'll chat to you real okay soon, sounds okay? good bye bye babe